0: We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia.
1: Welcome to Bad Life Titans, my name is Matt, with me is Anthony and Todd, and we are three gentlemen who have made Bad Life choices and end up Titans fans. Gentlemen, how are you? Welcome back. Winners are Grinners.
0: Yep, very happy. Good good weekend. it had to wait until the very end, right until Sunday night, but um, yeah, well worth the wait. Thank God we start episode two a bit happier than, than this time last year.
2: Yeah.
0: Exactly, exactly
2: right. It's been a great forty-eight hours for the club, and um, I'm just over the moon with everything. Honestly,
1: yeah, it was uh, yeah, a good weekend. Really good, uh, even though it was, it was a bit tense um, the last couple of days, and um, there's a few little rumors here and there, and and we'll get we'll get into that a bit later. But uh, no, today was a good day all round. Or oh, late last night. Hey, what's like just dropping that news at like, like what was it ten thirty at night on a on a Monday night down here anyway <laughs> nine thirty on Monday. Such a strange,
0: just such a Gold Coast move. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit bit of a weird one. I'm usually I'm usually a bit of a night owl, but thought I'll oh, hit the hit the uh, hit the hay a bit early last night and woke up this morning. And I thought what what the hell? I just saw it um, Dave's post on Instagram and went. What the hell? That's the first I'm seeing of it, and uh, yeah, you sort of wonder was it a bit of a ploy by the club to uh, stop stop old mate down the road, Pete Bedell, getting getting the scoop.
1: Yeah, I think so. That, I think that was just a massive fuck you to Peter Bedell because yep. he's just been he's just been going piece after hit piece all week, and um, suck it,
2: big time. That's it. Um, but- and just, just real quickly, watching the um interview that he took with the club, he just for him it was just he just wanted to be the guy who let it out and told the fans directly, hey, look, you know, I'm staying. Um, so he just wanted to get it out as quickly as he could by by himself and not have like you said, Maddie, have all these different, you know, bullshit articles the next day. Um Saying, oh, I was really good to see that from David.
1: Yeah, we might as well uh, segue that into the news. So uh, we've already broke it. David uh, Day Fafita Fafita has signed through to the twenty twenty six season, reportedly for two point four million in total. So that's eight hundred a year. Um, and yeah, that's just it. Puts to bed a lot of Willie Brisbane this, Canberra that. Um, you know, and just really secures our future for the core of this club. You know, we've got Dave Fafita, Tino, AJ, um, I think Bowie, um, and, and a few other guys. You know, we've got them all locked up long term for at least two two to three years. And uh, just good to have such a good young core. And, and, and they, they just, you can tell they love playing with each other and, and the vibes. Like, I'm all about the vibes this year. The vibes are high, and it's just um, yeah. By all reports, it was never in doubt. Well, maybe not never, but he just loves it here, and he's taken a big leadership role. And yeah, it's it's just good for the club, and good for Dave, and good for everyone involved.
0: Yeah, you nailed it. Nailed it all around, mate. It's um, good. Really, really good for the club, as you said. You've got these this young core of guys, who are all locked down for the you know, the immediate future anyway. And um yeah, sounds like they really, really want to buy in. And I have no doubt Tino and AJ and these boys were, were in his ear the whole time. Um, you know, ho- hopefully pushing him our way. So um yeah, but I, I think the, the most frustrating thing um is, you know, obviously the media agenda. Um, you know, with, with Canberra, obviously the the Fox League. Um, most of their panel love love Ricky Stewart. So, you know, they were pushing the Canberra agenda and then when obviously that fell to bits behind the scenes, uh, you know, then Brisbane come out with Pete Bedell and the Korean Korea, Korea Mail and they're pushing the, you know, he wants to come home uh whole agenda and uh it was just good to kill that one off pretty soon.
1: As our good mate Callum says, motherfucker is home. He played, he played footy. He's whole junior footy in Keeper Park. Like he's a Gold Coast boy.
0: He's exactly. Home. Yep, yep. Best mates with Tanner Boyd and and all these boys. And as I said, he, he, Brisbane might have given him his first shot in the NRL, but that that doesn't mean he's home. So um, yeah, I think that was the most frustrating thing for me is just both ways. There, there was a gender, and just watching three sixty tonight. I think I've only watched the first. 45 minutes or so, but isn't it funny? It hasn't been in the opening, you know, 40 minutes hasn't been a, a single thing about Fafita re-signing, which yeah. is ridiculous, but no surprise. But if he'd signed with Brisbane or Canberra, you best believe it'd be their opening story about how much of a coop it is. So, um, yeah, uh, oh, well, we, we don't care going under the radar. You know, it's, it, it can work in our favour sometimes, but yeah, glad it got done. Do
1: you expect anything else? Like they've 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 completely ignored us on all the Fox Sports promo uh, Fox NRL promos. All the intros don't have a single Titan on them. There's nothing in the ads. We're just we're just and then and then day for feeder signs it's, it's like it's like we're forgotten again. Like it's just going back to the to the eighties and nineties where everyone just just likes to shit on the Gold Coast just because we're the Gold Coast.
0: Yeah. Nice nah, spot on. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you take that one, Tommy.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's um obviously, from that perspective, it has been really frustrating, just seeing that sort of disrespect. And I, I understand we're not a staple house of the game, but at the same time, we're still a rugby league club. We're still in the NRL. So, you know, there still needs to be a standard of respect there for every single club. You know, whether it be the Panthers or the new New Dolphins, you know, it shouldn't matter. It should be the same for all clubs when you're a big promoter of the game like that. And um, but who who are we kidding? It's Fox League. They they are not the greatest promoters of the game, um, especially a couple of weeks ago. They put some bullshit article out about. Oh, why are clubs not going to win the premiership, you know, and coming from a key um, promoter? I'm like, is that something you really should be doing? Like, if you you think about it, you've got a young fan who's trying to get into the game. The next minute I see that article, yeah. to me, it would be like, they really don't like their own game then. You know, like, that's the way I perceive it. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Just got to... Hope we can turn it up this year and shock the whole NRL media and fans. It's just everyone, really. Um, but yeah, like like we said, right, with David staying, it's just it's probably one of the biggest re signings the club's ever made. Because um, when, when we initially signed him, I said. That this would be the biggest signing club's ever made. And obviously, you know, there is a big case to say no, it's Preston Campbell, which is fair enough. But David Stane, to me, is the biggest re-signing we've ever made because we have a history of having really good players coming through and losing them. And the most prevalent one is obviously James Robertson. You know, that's a whole different debacle in itself, but to be able to keep someone like Dave Feeder, who, like you said, Anthony, you had the Fox League pedal, best mates Ricky Stewart telling Feeder, goes down to Canberra. Then you've got, you know, Pete Bedell and the Correa Mail saying their pieces with the Broncos and trying to pull the heartstrings, you know, off. Kevin Wolfe just gave you your debut. You're still loved and adored by the Broncos, even though one game to his Titans career, you've ripped him to shreds after being crook. Um, Like, just to see him stay after everything and whatnot, it's just really good to see. And for me, I feel like this is the ultimate middle finger to the rugby league community. Like, the Titans are here, the Titans are building, and it might not be this year or the next, but... It's gotta be sooner for a lot of people realize that we will be there. We will be at that big game. You know, I I'm just so thrilled. Um, and listening to his interview where he was talking with the bloke at the club, and it, it all it got me kind of teary just hearing him how, you know, him and. So many of the other boys around his age are so committed to the club, want to stay here long term and want to bring that first premiership to the Gold Coast, want to be a part of that Gold Coast club that wins that first premiership. And to hear that from David, of all people, you know, it. yeah, I, I can't speak highly of it. Like, yeah. it, it just gives you that, that confidence, that belief and that trust in this playing group, which we haven't, I don't think we've felt for a long time now. Um, and like I said, it might not happen this year or next, but it's going to happen sooner rather than for later. Yeah. No,
1: absolutely. Mate. It's uh, As you said, just having all those young kids buying in and, and, all, and, and locked in for, for the next three years is... It's good. It's good. And it'll bring more play, good players in. You know, we've got Sammy Verils and, and all, these, all these other players that want to come and play alongside guys like Fafita and Tino and AJ. Yeah, it can only mean good things. And what, what the, I think, to be honest, the, the best part about this signing too was uh, during the last eight or nine days, the Broncos fans on Twitter were starting to buy into getting back, but They started to believe they were getting it back. And they were just running back all their comments. Like, they were deleting tweets left, right and centre. They were like, yes, you know, you just had Dave Fafita with this side and we're premiership side. They were believing. They were beginning to believe. <laughs> and then right at 9.30pm on a Monday night, their heart was just ripped out, crushed and set on fire. And that was just icing on the cake for me.
0: Oh, it was beautiful. Beautiful icing on the cake. But, you know, then then they pulled the, you know, the... um the bit of a, you know, high school relationship. Oh, you know, I didn't really want him anyway. I yeah. was only, so, only joking. Pa- Patrick Carrigan and Payne Hass mean more to me. Let's yeah. lock them up. So Did, yeah.
1: But you'd be paying overs anyway, but you were yeah. only paying $800,000 a year. Yeah. So, they, but didn't they didn't, didn't, didn't we, isn't that less than what they offered him originally? Um. When like, like when we signed him, they were only off him like they were off him like eight fifty or something, nine hundred.
0: I think and then so. we come
1: in have the top of, like one point two million.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think they they might have started a bit lower, and then when we come in, they they upped it to you. Yeah, I think you're right about 850, 900 and we had to, okay. had to obviously keep increasing it until it was enough yeah. to get him. But um, yeah, different this time around. Yeah, because uh, yeah. No. From the rumors of, um, I think three sixty last night. It was, I think Broncos could only offer, you know, six seven hundred this time. But as as normal with the Broncos, they have so many third parties to to throw in as well. So, you know, we might have even might have even won it won it um with a bargain. So, yeah, no, very good. But I, mean,
1: I, I like the move of of the Titans now to get all their major signings. Like they get them on TV. And film them actually signing the contract, so we don't have another James Roberts
0: debacle. <laughs> oh, <The Barton>. don't, <laughs> don't bring that back up. I push that to uh, the back mind.
1: I just, I just think that's a, that's just a power move now. So I'm, 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 you know, hats off, hats off to those involved um, doing that, Cal. If you're listening, um, yeah, well done. On to some sadder news now. Um, pretty much a minute after a well, while pretty much as we were recording young bowie firmer was going in for scans um a for, for a training accident that day he ruptured his acl and he's out for a year after pretty much every man and his dog had, had tipped him for a massive year and um origin debuts and and, and whatnot and that was just devastating um devastating news for, for bowie and we're, when we all heard the news, everyone I think was in shock and very very sad. I know a few people that were there at training when that happened, and it was just a very solemn um, feel, and there was even a few tears for, for some people. And um, Bowie, from from the bottom of our hearts, mate, we just wish you a speedy recovery and um, wish you all the best, and hope you hope to see you out in the paddock as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, spot on, Matty. Well said. Um yeah first as you said best wishes to Bo. hopefully he's um all right with the recovery and gets back uh sooner rather than later but um yeah I was the same I, I was um yeah at work and I got the email and it said oh Bo for more you know a bit of an injury before round one and I thought oh, okay right I might hopefully it's just a little little niggle or something like that and then that uh, were a bit misleading with that uh that email. Unfortunately, clicked the link and yeah ACL gone for the years. Oh, bloody terrible! Yeah, my heart literally sunk. I thought, oh, you know, as you said, we were recording, everything was positive, and we were we were loving life up on everything. And honestly, that 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 day, the rest of the day, I was just thinking, that's it. Like, I automatically went to the worst. Like that's our season done. Like you know, I, I think he's just that that crucial of a member for the, for the squad that it was honestly a lot of, a lot of air out of the balloon. So h- thankfully some positive news and, and a win this week sort of, you know, improve things a little bit, but oh, it's just such a big loss. You know, Bowie's just the way he finished last year, you know, between origin call up, he scored what six games in a row, or whatever to end the season. And, um, I think there was an article earlier in the week about how the, the Newcastle Scout or someone surrounded with that said they wish they'd never let him go to the Titans. He they rate him that highly now. Yeah. And then for that to happen just, just dreadful. So um yeah, get well soon, Bowie.
2: I've got an Africa stats, but your boys have pretty much slammed dunk like it's just heartbreaking and I think what makes it worse is this was meant to be the year that he really went beyond what a lot of people expected him to do, I think. It's um, like you said, Anthony, you look at him at the back end of last year and a- even last year, you know, he got into the Queensland camp and got to experience that. So, you know, there would have been a lot of – um feelings around him being able to make the state of origin squad and for that to happen it's just yeah, it's just heartbreaking and um hopefully like we all said, hopefully he could be out there sooner rather than for later. But um I guess the good thing is out of all this he's got a great club around him. Um, that'll support him through this entire process you know the guys love him and you know he'll come back bigger and better from this I'm sure of it
1: yeah absolutely and yeah just terrible terrible and yeah as as you said Anthony was we got the news and it was just instant like trauma for like it was just oh no as you like what are we gonna do? Like, he's just so such an important part. That right edge is now fucked. Like, what a, you know, you know, it's just how do we recover? Like, well, I'm sorry, our left edge is fucked now. How do we recover? What's how do we go forward? Like you could you could you could last for a couple of weeks, or if it was, you know, three to six months, you know, three weeks to six weeks, but then it was out for the season, you just you just you just automatically think the worst, and but no, like we at least like We've got depth there too. You know, Sam Mack and Stimson are there and, they, you know, they all put in solid performance all week and you've got Cleese Haas, you know, getting his legs in in, in Q Cup. So one of the beauties of, of our of our recent sort of um, recruitment drive, I guess, over the last couple of years is we're starting to get that depth in, in the lower grades and, and, and also around the top grade um, club and... As as much as, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking and it sucks and, and we don't, you know, you, you never want to see an injury, especially, you don't want to see a player lose an entire season for injury, but um, after after watching how the boys reacted and how they they, they stepped up and get, you know, you, you sort of, you can relax a little bit and not think the worst, so,
0: yeah. Yep, 100%, and yeah, as you said, we've got boys that are going to have to step up now and and Phil Bowie's shoes, which isn't easy. But, um, yeah, Joey Stimson got off to a good start on... Obviously, we'll go through it later, but Joey Stimson certainly um, put his best foot forward. So, yeah, fingers crossed we can can cover it. Yeah. And just while we're on that uh, injury front,
1: Kieran Foran suffered a suspected PCL... um, I guess you would call it an intrusion because he's still day to day. He's been named. We'll go over the, the full uh, report, but he's been named in this week's squad. He left the field, I think, in the sixtieth minute um, on on Sunday night, and he looked and like he, when he, when it happened, he, he he sort of looked okay, and it just got progressively worse and worse. And I was watching him just his leg just stiffened up, and I was, I thought the worst. Um, but after the after the game, he he sort of said that he copped a cork on his knee, and he was pretty confident that he'll be right. But depending on who you spoke to, and you know, NRL physio was saying two to four, and um, oh, Peter Bidell, our, our good mate, was um, saying four to eight weeks, and um, you know, it was all doom and gloom. But then uh, our sneaky little mate Cal was uh, was feeding us little tidbits here and there that may not all be all be bad, but. By all reports, he um he like he 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 wants to play on. He's giving himself every chance, and they fully expect him to play. But they're giving him until Sunday to 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 prove his fitness. So fingers crossed. And you know, old boy's got a lot of miles in the legs. He'll know how to how to get himself up. And I wouldn't be you know if he misses training sessions. I, I'm not too worried. It'd be a bit different if it was someone like Toby or or um or AJ or JC, but. Yeah, fingers
0: crossed. Yeah, definitely a weird one to see him get named. I didn't didn't expect that. Um, it might mean very little. I you know I tend to think you know the club's just trying to take a bit of the probably pressure off. Say if Sexton was to come in, I know he's on the extended bench. They might be trying to you know just take a bit of pressure off whoever comes into his spot because um, you know you can't. You wouldn't think you can go from, you know, not being able to run and a PCL injury to, to playing the very next week, uh, seven day turnaround. So maybe, maybe it isn't as bad as we thought. But yeah, I think think it's probably just a bit of smoke and mirrors from the club and he'll probably be ruled out, you know, around Thursday, Friday probably. Um But yeah, Lisa least at least it gives you the confidence that it's nothing serious that's gonna keep him out long-term. It might just be a one week he misses, you never know. But so I think him being named is maybe a bit of smoke and mirrors, but also a positive sign that, you know, I don't think it'll be three, four weeks, fingers crossed. I'm
2: no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of rugby league or the NRL, you'll love Big T's T's. Unique,
0: affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees.
2: Here you go, David. Go and get another try. Your third.
1: Okay, moving on to the recap. The Gold Coast Titans defeated the West Tigers at Leichhardt Oval by a score of 22 points to 10 uh, in front of 14,667 people, miserable Tigers fans, uh, on Sunday night. The 22 points for the Titans come from tries to Philip Sammy with a double, Sam McIntyre and A.J. Brimson with the sealer, Tanner Boyd three from four. Uh, the Tigers' 10 points come from a try to Dewey and Laurie and no conversions of one penalty goal. Fellas, this game was. Um, it was basically it was it was just dominant defense from the Titans. Um, they put themselves under a lot of pressure at the start. They they kicked out on the full, or they they um, they, they kicked out, kicked a drop out on the full. Um, they kicked out on the full on the restart. Few errors on the thing. I don't think they touched the ball for like eight or nine minutes in the first half, but they just kept turning up and turning them away and putting pressure in defense and these systems that Brett White was talking about how the boys are buying in and their and their um and 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 the vibes it's all about the vibes the vibes in the defence and you could see it like they just they were hungry they wanted to, they they looked like they wanted to defend and they just kept wanting to tackle and they just kept turning up it was bloody great to see and and that's what won the game for them the attack was really clunky for the first 20 minutes i think until Kieran Foran um, got a half break and put Dave Taylor away down the sideline and that combination looked really, really good and I'm looking, I'm so glad. Uh, Silver Linings, I've always been a big day for feeder on the left edge um, kind of guy and that was just it was chef's kiss uh, to see Dave running down and, and then putting putting Sami away. Um, Loffy had a, a not the greatest start, I think he had a couple of errors and, and a few missed tackles but I thought he was still pretty solid everyone was solid shot was great in defense even though he missed a few tackles but i don't think they really the tackles he missed weren't too bad but when he the tigers had a couple of raids down that that right hand side and, and he, he turned up and they just kept repelling him um the dumb errors and like how many they kicked it out on the full from from a restart like two or three times that's good. That shit's gonna stop. They were in front 16 points to 10, and they kick it out off the, they do a short dropout. Like, come on, Let's clean that shit up. That's really, really, really annoying. Fafita of 4, and I touched on that. Looking good. Fora looked great. Verrills looked great. AJ looked great. And Mo had a sneaky, good, good, good game. Um, 42 minutes, 164 meters, five tackle breaks, and 21 tackles. Um, I think. He had a really sneaky good season, a uh, good start, and all the forwards and all the bench played really well. I was really happy with that. I uh, got a little bit nervous in the middle, but in the end, the class prevailed.
0: Yep, good summary. Now, it, mate, it was um that first ten minutes. It was like having a brain hemorrhage. It was absolutely, absolutely hard yeah. to take. Um, I just got it up here. A uh, bit of a summary for those who might have missed it. I don't think there'll be many, but uh, in the zero minute, dangerous tackle, high tackle, Sam Verrills. In the second minute, penalties out on the full from Tanner Boyd. Third minute, penalty goal, Tigers. Fourth minute, penalty, Aaron Shook kicks it out on the full. Fifth minute, line break, Tigers. Fifth minute, set restart, Tigers. We finally got the ball in the sixth minute for the first time. And then in the 13th minute, we score. So when you look at it like that, we didn't have the ball for six bloody minutes in at Leichhardt Oval. Tigers fans giving it to us. For some reason, we started shooting ourselves in the foot with dropouts out on the full, kickoffs out on the full, penalties, you name it. Um, so to be able to withstand all of that and turn it around, and score the first try off, you know, as you said, beautiful work here in four and short border for feeder. Um, looks like that's going to be pretty juicy um, combination, provided we can keep them on the park. Um, and then, yeah, to j- just withstand all of that and then still keep shooting yourself in the foot. Um, as you said, kicking it out on the full when we were, we were up by a healthy margin. And, yeah, the six to go I it's hard to be critical. I, I tend to think, you know, the the officiating as usual wasn't wasn't on our side to say the least. Um the I think the penalty count was nine to one. Nine to three. Of, yeah, yeah. I think we ended up getting a, a couple towards the end when the you know the game was, was dead and buried. And so, you know, nine penalties and you had six to goes to that. Like it was just Nothing was going our way officiating wise and um I I as ugly as it was and it is undisciplined and you know disgusting we were playing at times, I think to still get a win and for the boys to withstand all of that was probably actually a really promising sign when last year yeah. we would have absolutely crumbled shit the bed and Probably been down 20 points to nil or something like that. Like it's, um, or even, a... even just
1: in that, that second half when the Tigers were coming back and they scored a couple of tries and, and you and it looked like the wheels were falling off. Like that's the sort of game in the last two years where they go on to lose by 20 points. And I know it's only the Tigers, but like, yeah, it was good to see that. Good to see him put in and, and stem
0: that flow. Yeah, hundred and ten percent, and um, yeah, and the 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 Tigers tries really the, you know that that one with four, and it was a bit weird, but offhand Gowey actually grabbed four, and, and somehow the ref gave it six to go, uh, yeah. four, and you know <laughs> the the old boy had a bit of a hot head and um raced out of the line, Dewey scores, and then their other try, you know, was set after set, they were you know. We were absolutely buggered sixty five minutes in, and you know Laurie just found a little gap to sneak through. So I think for them to not score their first try until the you know the 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 forty fifth minute off off a bad call. So you may as well really say the sixtieth minute their first try to to Laurie was really impressive. A uh, big big credit. And it looks good so far for for Brett White. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and you know, again your boys pretty much covered it all, you know, a bit shaky for our first game, but you know, it's only round one and you know, we're still got a lot, a lot of games to go and we'll we will only improve as the season goes on. Um you know, our back line did a fair bit of work, uh with Shop, Sami and Jojo all getting over a hundred buddy meters. Um AKP was relatively quiet, but you know, again, his day his proper debut and you know, he, he did his job when he needed to, so you can't really complain about that. Um I thought Isaac Liu was very solid defensively. Um, obviously there was a lot of questioning on what whether or not he would be at the Titans or should he be at the Titans, but I think the work he does in the defensive line at the start of the game is so crucial, and, you know, he's an experienced winner. Like, you know, he had a solid game, 11 runs for 103 metres, which is very good for him. Um, yeah, I, I can't really pick anyone that was, you know, better than one another. Like, you know, it's just a good team win. Um, everyone stood up, did the job when I needed to and um, I, w- I will give a lot of credit to Joe Stimson obviously he's had to come in for Bowie and you know he's not going to get you the running meters that Bowie gets but he will stand up defensively and he showed that with 41 tackles so you know even though we lose that bit of his running meters we know what we we will get on defence with Stimson, and that's the biggest thing I think for us right now.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, um, Tommy. That that right edge, which has been a problem for us for the last two years, was rock solid. They were a brick wall. Like that, that was like even like Jojo um, oh. and, and and Shop and and um, Stimson and, and Stimson. They were just rock solid. That whole
2: that whole game and, and like anything that come down that, that side rocks, like just, yeah. Yeah. and Like you said, Matty, with Brett White at the club now, you can tell that they really want to believe in defense and that, that has been something that the guys have struggled with for a few years, obviously being young, you know, you feel like you have to score, you know, all the points and, when you start to take a step back and bring in someone like Brett White, who was, in his heyday, a very good defensive player, you start to sort of take it in that you know, what we can score points, but it's better as well if that scoreline, instead of reading, you know, 28, 24, it can read 24, 10, you know, like it's, it's just, it was just good to see. Just, yeah. just a defensive, and we haven't had that. Probably, yeah, I don't even know when I could say we've had a good defensive structure. Like maybe Neil Henry's days. Yeah, but you know, other than that, it was just really good to see. And I, I hope the game on the weekend is the minimum. And I hope from here it will really just keep getting better. To the point at the end of the year, we can test out some of the really good sides in a game defensively, more so.
0: Yeah, spot on, Tommy. Yeah, agree with everything you said. It's pleasing that yeah, you could finally see a bit of a plan again. It's hard to tell. It's only only the Tigers, um, but. It was you could you could see the defensive plan that was there, which is it's been yeah, as you said maybe the Neil Henry days, but um yeah, and I thought and you know another couple of things positives uh, how how good is it to finally have a number nine like you could just see in that those opening sets when we finally got the ball, it Verrill's just you know just straightened it, give an early ball crisp off the ground and it was just getting us on a go forward. Um, admittedly, we were then we were then, you know, shooting ourselves in the foot a bit, but you could see he was getting us there. And then, you know, and set up the first try. And there was just those level heads, which we spoke about last week was gonna be the difference made. So, you know, you could see that early on. Um, and you know, the second positive I thought was yeah, any team in the NRL, like if your half goes off, your your main half goes off at any time throughout the game, and it's not going to return. A lot of teams can crumble, you know. We saw it last year. Don't know if you can compare it, but you know that game against the Broncos where we we ultimately shit the bed at, at about half time. But Toby Sexton, he you know remember he, he ended up doing his ribs, and I, I don't know if he went off, but he, he did his ribs, and I think he was pretty much yeah useless out there sort of thing um but yeah that that we then we ended up falling to bits you know the attack went clunky and um I think the the pleasing thing was that even though the attack was still a little bit clunky when Foz went off Campbell just came straight in and you know we scored a try a match winner off Campbell so there wasn't any panic there wasn't it might have been different out on the field, but there were, didn't seem to be much panic or anything like that. Um, the team just kept going about their work and kept withstanding the amounts of pressure that was on us. So I thought they were they were pretty pleasing as well, signs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot more positives. than that. It's pretty hard to actually go through and find a negative, um, apart from the dumb errors, One negative I do have is Tanner's kicking game was a bit... Um, average you know it was just especially when we're under the pump it was just midfield bomb after midfield bomb after midfield bomb there was no kicking to the corners or or trying to you know especially when we're under the pump and we have got you know we, we only made 20 meters in attack instead of just kicking it to the corner or trying to kick it out or something like that to give the boys a rest it was just midfield bomb straight to Dewey or straight to um to, to Laurie down down the fullback stroke. Or an offer's throw. And, yeah, it's just something they need to work on. Um, And I don't think Kieran
2: Florham kicked the ball, did he? I don't think he did. I think it was mostly Tana. Tana and AJ.
1: And AJ had a few moments there where he sort of suffered from too many, you know, he just, he was overcome by options and just overplayed his hand a little bit. Um, But, you know, he set up... set up a try to, to, to Sami the second but So, you know, you sort of – got to let him play his game. Um, but, yeah, like, it's just those dumb errors that are so frustrating. Like, well, giving me a heart attack, man. I can't – I've had too much stress in my life. I don't need that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but all in all, as, as you guys have all said, just it was good to blow the cobwebs out, good to actually have a win. Um, it was the first time in eight years I think we won round one. So yeah,
2: suffer like that.
1: Um, I didn't I didn't know that stat, so that, it was good to get that that monkey off our back. Um, but yeah, no, everyone, you know, it, it was it was good.
0: Yep, no, I agree. It's just those errors that you can't do that. You know, if we were if we were playing Melbourne South, one of these top teams. We could have very well been twenty nil down. Um, yeah. So it's that—that's the stuff you got to work at, and yeah, Tana boy agree. He's you got to got to sort it out, and that's that's you know something. If I can put a positive spin on it, you know, the kick out on the fall in the second minute, the drop out on the fall, and then I think you got a kick charge down as well soon after that, and you know they were just peppering poor old Tana because. As you said, Foz didn't kick the ball, which if you know Tanner's going to kick the ball, they're just going to pepper him every time. So the one positive spin, I guess you could say, is at least he didn't drop his head and didn't suffer from uh, you know, a confidence knock. He seemed to turn himself around pretty quick. But um, hopefully the club has other plans because if, you, if you're if only kicking Tanner Boyd, well, it doesn't take you know an idiot in the defensive line to go well we're just going to run straight at him put pressure on him he's, he's going to be the one kicking so whether it's AJ or Foz you know even if they you know just just give him another option to keep the defense in second minds otherwise you know, poor Tana's in for a long year bit of pressure coming his way yeah yeah
2: yeah
0: you, um, just yeah
2: I should say real quickly, I just had had a look at the kicking stats. Aaron had one pickle game. Tyner had 16, six of yeah. those being bombs. Jeez. Wow. So, yeah, like you said, Matty, he's, hopefully it's just because he's young and he's still learning, but he's got to start eventually, you know, given us those t- breathing times to allow those big guys to get a rest, to calm down in situations. Um, but, you know, to his credit, he took every shot he cocked, And, you know, he's a, he's a competitor, that boy. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, um, we're going to introduce something new this year and – going to be our end of season uh, award which each week the three of us are going to give our um our, our three two ones and at the end of the year we will award um to to the player with with the biggest aggregate and we're going to name it after a cult icon uh the steve michael's memorial award
0: um <laughs> pub legend
1: and uh yeah like just just so many memories um, <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone really actually wants to win that, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so, gents, uh, anyone who wants to go for who wants to do the inaugural um, the inaugural voting? Who's up? Who's up? Um,
2: I can. Yeah, go ahead if you want. Lead it, lead it out,
0: Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. Right. I,
2: so, so I'm gonna st- go, I'm gonna go one, two, three. So I'm gonna give um, the three points last. Um, okay. So, at one point, I'm going to go with Joe Stimson. Like I said, defensively, he was very solid. He was really a crucial part to the right-hand side. Uh, I think having him get alongside Shop and Joe, Joe gave those two boys a bit of confidence. Um, And you can see that in their defensive structures, they just lifted. So, the one point goes to Stimson. The two points... um, I, I will give to Mo. Um, you know, I was, I, I thought I was a bit disappointed in him until I saw his stats. And, you know, he's, that's the sort of guy he is. He doesn't do anything flashy, but he just makes those running meters. And, you know, I was just, yeah, I was just impressed with him. Again, I thought I would be a little bit disappointed in him, but looking back and really looking at it, you know, he actually had a really good game. And for the three points, um, this one's probably a bit interesting, but I'm going to give them to Liu for the first, especially for the defensive side of things. I know that might be a bit of a surprise, but I was really impressed with Isaac defensively in the middle, um, especially in the first 10 minutes where we like pretty much didn't have the ball whatsoever. He was very solid, very good, you know, got a hundred and three meters off of runs. Oh, I was just impressed with Liu and he you know showed why he should be a Titan and why he is a Titan still. Um so yeah.
1: That's three my forwards. Sorry? Three forwards to kick it off. Unreal.
0: Yeah. Unheard of. Yeah yeah as a former as a former prop forward myself, I appreciate that you know, Tommy, they're the <laughs> engine room, mate. they get the job done. so um no, I think Liu, yeah, as you said, a, a big call, but also I think I agree he was unbelievable and um especially after you know a preseason where well, it was apparently he was going to the Warriors he'd signed there and you yeah, know it was a tough deal. Yeah, it was a done deal, and um, you know he was going to be on the outer and this and that. And oh, you know, a lot of fans saying, "Well, why isn't Aaron Clark starting at lock?" I think he's well and truly silenced those um, those noises and those haters with with his performance. Hopefully, he can keep it up. But yeah, it was a good start by Liu. so um, can't knock you for that. But um. Yeah, did you want me to take the next one, mate? Yeah,
1: go for it, Anthony.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, all right. Well, I'll, I'll do the same. We'll go one, two, three. So I'll um number one, uh, one point goes to Verrils, Sammy Verrills. Um, played 80 minutes at Hooker, Titans debut. Um, made 40 tackles. And um, uh, as I as I said earlier, in the, he, he just you could see the difference straight away of the, the difference he made in the middle of the park, putting the forwards on the front foot. and uh, I'm sure we'll see that in, that increase even further because, you know, for a lot of the, the Tigers' game, we were on the back foot. So uh, great to finally have a number nine. Uh, two points, uh, I'll go Brimo. I think, you know, scored the match winner and just uh, I wanted him to to play number 6 this year but I must say at fullback I just I, I don't know it's weird it's you know as you said Matt a year of vibes I I don't know he just, he, you just you feel a lot more comfortable with him at the back he just apparently for those there at the game like the difference he makes just by his his communication and his talk out the back organizing the defensive line uh he, he doesn't stray away from a tough carry either so I'll go Grimo number uh, two points and uh, three points. Got to go Davey for feeder Um, 206 running meters set up the first try. um, And I think, well, we've all noticed it, but I think a a few others started to notice he, he just was working his ass off. Like he just, he'd make a tackle. He'd run back on side and he'd be making another tackle. Like, for those that say he's lazy or he's not, not worth, you know, not worth the money, even on 800,000, which he's signed with us for, like, it's, it's full of crap. Like he, he, works hard. He's led the, led the meters for the team. He made, you know, 20, 30 odd tackles as well. Um, So I think he was outstanding on the left and from all reports, he, that's where he wants to play. So hopefully we'll, we'll keep seeing positive performances, but, yeah, he gets my inaugural three points. Very good, very good. Okay,
1: for me, I've got one point for for Big Mo. Um, I've said it before, uh, in earlier that his stats when he came on, he only he only had forty two minutes on the park, and he he amassed one hundred and sixty four meters with twenty one tackles and five tackle breaks when he came on, and when he was on for that stint, yeah, the 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 forward pack was locked down, and they were actually dominant he had a big part to do with that and he's just sneaky good old guys watching footy with was saying oh jesus mo's really fallen off and i said no nah, man like he's one of the sneaky best forwards in the comp he, he averages 150 meters every every week and he just does his job and he gets a lot of post contact meters i haven't got the stats in front of me but i think he was something like 50 or 60 post contact meters which is which is unreal um my two points is AJ. Um, as you said, I, I would have given him three, but he had a couple of little... A um, couple of little piss parts around there. And, was, you know, you, you pretty much nailed it, Anything, I think he's... Um, as much as as much as he is probably our best half-not-named Kieran Foran. and he is also our best fullback, and he's much more valuable at fullback. And there's, I, I'm a big... Grimo in, in the halves, Truther, and I think sometime eventually he's going to get there. But at this point in time, he is definitely our best option at the back, and just his combinations and his awareness and his energy, I think, is massive. And and he's he's definitely team leader in vibes, um, and just that shush at the end, he gets a point for that. So, um, <laughs> and and obviously, yeah, three points for Davey. Um, you pretty much nailed everything he did. He uh, a big. Um, uh, criticism of Dave feeder is that he doesn't do the hard yards when we're working our working our way out from our own line, and 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 the same guy that was ragging on um, on Big Mo was saying, "Geez, Dave never takes a hit up from from his end," and then literally the next pass went straight to Dave, and he rocked it up and he gained like eight or nine meters, and he got back in his line and he was ready for the next one and he was a decoy the 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 narrative that he's a lazy, poor teammate, good for nothing, one hit wonder is is starting to to get Tyson, and I'm looking forward to a big year now that he's signed and he's committed. I'm looking for a big year from Big Dave, and and I just hope this was the start of things to come. Him and Foreign on that left edge, T- um AJ and 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 um and JC when he comes on, all hunting around that. It's it, once we start getting a roll on, on teams and, and the attack starts to click and the four pack is rolling, I think this is going to be, this has the makings of something big. And it all comes down to how Dave Fafilla um, works. So that's our three, two, one. So congrats to all those that, that, that got points. And those who didn't, well, pick your fucking game up.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. And um, I just, you know, obviously I've crunched the numbers. I've got the spreadsheet in front of me. Um pretty pretty tough in week one to do it, but I've got the calculator out and um round one leaderboard uh, is uh six points David Fafita, four points to Brumo, and three to Fodwaker and Liu. So um pretty tough for me to calculate that, but that's yeah, <laughs> round one standing. So <laughs> there you have it, folks. That's why they are me yeah. the big bucks. Well um
1: We'll have to see if we can get something made up, and uh, we, we might get our um, we might get our inside man to to try and present it to to whoever to whoever um, wins it at the end of the year. Now they're back in business, the okay, moving on to the preview: The Gold Coast Titans take on the St George Illawarra Dragons Sunday night at six fifteen. Another fucking last game, another Sunday evening. Can't wait till daylight saving stops, and this is not a thing. Ah, uh, down there at Netstrata Jubilee Stadium. The Gold Coast Titans have named an unchanged lineup, including Kieran Foran. We'll see if he plays. Um, so they line up AJ Grimson at the fullback, uh, the wingers Loffy and uh Jojo centers Shop and Sami. Kieran Foran and Tanner Boyd in the halves. Uh front row will be Jolilof and Tino with Sam Veryl-Spogan. Back row: for Fafita, Joe Stimson. Fafita. Will, I'm guessing will slot back over on the left again. And Isaac Blue is the lock, unchanged bench with Campbell, Fotaweka, Clark, and McIntyre. Um, the Dragons' lineup is just mud. Uh, it's really. I'm not going to do it. Um, this game, we really need to win, and I, I can't see us not winning. I mean, this that St George side just a screams bog average to me. So, I'll be very disappointed if
0: that was. 110%. It's, uh, we all said it last week, these first two games were must-wins if we really, you know, want to be challenging for the eight or or in the eight by the end of the year. Like, their team just, you go through it and obviously, you know, Sule, Lomax, Ravalawa, they're not too bad, but uh, outside of that, Benny Hunt at seven and and the the forwards just they're you know they're okay but they they're nothing compared to our our pack so um realistically should be hopefully we we don't start like we did this week hopefully we we get off to a better start and um can just you know hold it for the rest of the game but um yeah it'll be it'll be really interesting you know it's obviously at Dragon Stadium at Net Strata Jubilee, but, um, yeah, I see no reason why we, why we shouldn't have a pretty comfortable win. Um, Foz, you know, Foz likely missing hurts a little bit, but, um, I'm assuming they'll probably bring J, JC in and put someone like Randall on the bench, um, or, or Cleese Haas, um, whether you play Campbell at five eight or or move AJ to, to five eight, I, I I don't know. Um but yeah, outside of that, unchanged lineup, why change a winning team? And um yeah, hopefully we can uh get a pretty comfortable one here.
2: Yeah. Like we all said, I'll be very disappointed if we lose this week. Um you know, we have a better squad on paper. We looked you know, yeah, sure, we looked a bit shaky last week, but you know, first game of the year and you know, we managed to hold on. And I think the biggest thing is obviously the differences with the Tigers and Dragons is the Dragons actually have a good seven, but the Tigers have a better all round squad and we managed to limit them to seven um ten points. So as good as Ben Hunt is, I don't see him really able to carry this particular squad on his back at the moment. Um, Especially when like we touched on it so much, our defence was just superb last week, and yeah, I just I, I will be gutted if we lose this or even struggle to some degree. You know, we we really. Shouldn't be at a point where we get to the last ten minutes and where you know, oh, oh shit, we're on the edge of our seats because a a struck ball or a kick out on a fork can determine out a game like that. Shouldn't be what it is. Um, Sunday night. Yeah, look, I the
1: only like the 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 forward pack is really the only thing that I'm worried about. Yeah. He um but well, just looking through it. I mean Moses and Bayers are hooked up. Um it's, it's just I mean it's it's bleak times if you're a Dragons fan. Jesus, you can't how do you support this side? I really don't know. Um and, and like the only thing going the other thing going for us too is um the dragons have had two weeks off. They've had they had two two trials, a week off, and then the buy. So they're going to be rusty as shit. Uh, they're going to have no game fitness. The boys are going to be firing after it. You know they've got some game legs in them. They know what it takes. They know they can defend. They're going to be all high on 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 the winning vibes, and they're just like they're just the vibes are just like they're, they're just a team of vibes. I can't see they're going to win on vibes alone, and and I just can't see them losing. And I'll, I'll be very upset.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. It's uh, the forwards, you know, somewhat, somewhat strong or able to hold their own for the dragons. You know, sewer versus Fafita. That'll be a pretty, pretty juicy battle. But, um, I, I think then it, it leads into. You know, I'm just looking at the bench. Like, you know, if we can handle that first twenty, twenty five minutes, get a get a good lead, a good start, and then you know their bench really, really weak by the looks of it. You know, you've got Jacob Little, Zane Musgrove, Toby Couchman, whoever that is, and and Michael Molo. Like compare that to, you know, we've got Mo Fod Awaker, Aaron Clark and and Sammy Mack to come on, like Yeah. You know, we, we should be able to then keep the onslaught going and and um keep it keep it, you know, sort of powering through the middle. But um I think the the, the only concern I think is and they didn't didn't obviously get tested too much. It was more the you know the Shoop and and Fafita side they got tested. But um, I think Lomax and Ravalawa are right hand side. I think they'll be running at Lofi and Phil Sami and possibly if four four out, that might throw Campbell in there and and Davy Fafita. So it's that's probably the only you know, place I'm a little bit concerned is, you know, Lomax and Ravalawa obviously got a really good combination. Uh, Lofi and Sami still learning each other. You throw and who is defensively solid, you, you possibly throw him out and and JC gets thrown in there and that might mix up the combinations a bit. And um, so that's, that's probably my area of concern, especially close to the line, um, is that our left-hand defence. But... Um, you know, it shouldn't be, as Tommy said, it shouldn't be a case of Magic Round last year where we left it until the 89th and a half minute to to score a score on the <laughs> side. You know, Azarko, another Titans legend up there with Stevie Michaels, but um it shouldn't shouldn't be like that on paper. You know, Matt, good point. They have two weeks off. You could argue they'll be fresh, but they'll also be rusty as hell, as you said, that, you know, haven't got an experienced spine playing together. Benny Hunt can only do so much. So we should be able to take advantage here. Early in the season, you don't generally see blowouts too often, like all games this week, even between, you know, some of the poorer sides or, you know, the good teams, it was all close action. Team's still learning how to play, and a, a little everyone's a little bit rusty. But you know, if we're if we're not winning this with something like you know, twenty six to twelve or you know, something like that, you know we we've got to got to win big. Yeah, look, I'm not too worried about
1: them putting a score. On. i mean, I mean, got to be nice. Like I just I'm more worried about them like getting their defensive structures and, and that. The, the the points will come throughout the year when the, when they start learning how to attack it's only game two it's not all going to gel Yeah. as long as, as yeah i'm just i'd, I'd be more i just I, I want to i want i don't know how to articulate I, i'm just more concerned with the defense and how they 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 do if they defend in an attacking way if you know what i mean like if, if you hunt as a pack and and defend as a pack and 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 really shut them down uh, i'll be happy and 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 the points will flow eventually and if, you know, if they win by 10, 20, whatever, like, as long as they don't look like they're in trouble, I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy. Yeah. Um, big question marks on on where, what the fuck Francis Molo, Molo is going to be like because it, wasn't he? I thought he was in jail again, or is he at least getting... Um, wasn't he done for sexual harassment um, or assault? So the fact that he's even playing is just ridiculous and typical Dragon's behaviour.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I think they, is it uh, Junior Amane or Moan or however you say it? Yeah. Um, yeah. He's officially allowed to play, but by the looks of it, he's, no, I think he might be on the extended bench. So whether they bring him in later in the week in the, the late mail, possibly. Um. But yeah, no, other than that, not sure on the Molo side of things, but. Uh, another convicted criminal, uh, Jack DeBellin. he's well, not not convicted, uh, you know. Forgive uh, <laughs> what you say there, alleged. Alleged. That's right. That's right. Sorry, it's you know, forgive me. Eight thirty on a on a Tuesday night, but um, alleged criminal Jack Bird, um, Jack DeBell, sorry, yeah. Um, <laughs> geez, had a shock in thirty <laughs> seconds. But the
1: uh, other, the only thing um, Jack Bird does criminally is line up at McDonald's at fucking ten o'clock at night. Yeah, that's right
0: yeah no forgive me all these dragons players there's that many going to court it's hard to keep track but um yeah, yeah no it their own in there. yeah exactly but um yeah no in all seriousness as you said i think you're looking for a complete team performance is what you're trying to say and um that's exactly what what you're hoping for yeah
1: yeah titan's 13 plus um all right, we got the question tweeted out a little bit late again this week
0: because we were a bit unsure about when we we're going to record, but did we get any questions? We did, yep, yep, still got still got some questions from um some of our some of our great followers, so um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll bring you up. Uh, you did some scouting of your own. I see in the in the chat here from our good mate Lembretta, um, who was a regular last year. So we had a few questions so we'll run one run through a few of them. Um after you know we've obviously spoken quite in depth about it but uh, you know just a just a short summary I guess after round 1 has completed what really surprised you good or bad. For me the
1: good would be the defense um and the bad would be Uh, probably the stupid kicking
2: errors. Yeah. Yeah. The, the good defense, um, the bad probably would have just been our discipline, especially in the first 10 minutes. Uh, yeah. Put too much pressure on ourselves and a better team will capitalize on that in the future. So. Yep. No,
0: that's, that's spot on. I think yeah my good would be um how we with withstood the the pressure of um, basically our own stuff ups and the you know the likehart crowd and and just everything we had going against us we we would have crumbled in years gone by, but to to turn that around was really promising. and um yeah, I think the bad was just the the discipline although some calls went against us, the the discipline overall wasn't good enough, you know, between the, the silly errors and, uh, as you said, Matt, the kicking errors and stuff like that. It's just you, you can't be successful if you do that stuff. So, um, And he, yeah, followed up another question. He said, uh, most people, you know, Fox Sports journalists, had the Titans in their bottom three or four. Why the disrespect? What is the... That most people miss about our squad. Um I Sorry,
1: you go you go, Tommy.
2: I was just gonna say I think it's just an easy cop out for a lot of these specialists, you know, on the panels. You look at the Titans, what have they done in the last ten years, made the final twice? Like for me, I just feel it's just a very cheap cop out. Say, sale titans have got to be bottom four. Um and I'll actually look at what the club is doing. Like last year, I can understand it to a degree because, yeah, sure, we were not fantastic. But what I don't think a lot of these uh, panelists and specialists and all these folks look at is why has the title struggled so much and why we've now fixed those positions. You know, obviously we've talked about it so many times last year. The lack of a proper nine and a lack of leadership. We fixed that within a space of two months with four and So already that gets up gets us to me, that gets us up another three, four positions. Um and then you look at you know, Brett White coming in as a defensive coach. He was proven at the Raiders. So again, that can get us up another one or two places. So I think for me, it just comes down to sheer laziness. They just look at the Titans and going no, up. That team's got to go there because of the name, rather than looking at the entire spectrum of where the club's building, where the club is at, and going off that. So yeah,
1: yeah, I okay. agree. Oh, sorry, I'm just cramming up. Um, <laughs> oh, oh i Oh, is that a big hamstring cramp? Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> no. Jesus, um, yeah, no, I agree, Tommy. They, it, it's just an easy cop out. They don't care. Like it just goes to show. Like you can, it goes, it, it, it runs deeper than that. Like they, 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 um, completely ignored us when it comes to all the filming for the for the promos. They ignored us for for the the rugby league ad. It's we don't exist, and it's just easy, and they're just like, oh well, everyone else has got better than the Titans, but they haven't really done a deep dive and looked. Titans had a terrible year last year, but there were some core reasons why that why that happened, and those reasons have been addressed. And yeah, it's just like what 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 is it like? And this is it it's not just the specialists; there's like other like people, just the general public don't rate us, and good. Don't rate us. I don't give a shit. It'll make it it'll make it even more sweeter when we come in and curb stomp your team. So
0: yeah. Yeah. No, I think, about it. I think Tommy, you said it best. It it's just mainly a, a a laziness thing. Um you know, I can see in one one point a lot of teams have improved, as you said, Matt. Um, you know. But I think also that's that's a bit of a cop out in itself, you know, like you look at I have said it like, you know, the the doggies, they got Reed Marnie and, and Kick out but they still haven't got a seven. They still haven't got a proper one. So, you know, for, for pundits to be putting them in the top eight was just I always thought it was a bit ridiculous. Um, the Tigers, Coruscant Kick looked like Kick Out looked like an absolute bitch on the weekend too. They, like. Yeah, yeah. Well it's that classic thing. It's like it's whether it's going to be the same all year. Who knows? But it's that classic thing of you know the players who would always leave the storm would turn to turn to mud. It might be the same with Penrith, you know. It's um. So I think yeah, well, it's sort of a bit of a cop out. Everyone else improved, but so did we. Um, and I think it was just you know that it, it, it was quite funny listening to you know, yeah. I don't know if you saw the the preview with um I think it was Mick Ennis and Cooper Cronk on. You know every team and their preview um, before kickoff in round one. It was um you know they, they basically said you know we we addressed the problems we had last year with foreign and Verrills, but we think they're gonna finish you know thirteenth or fourteenth. It was like well, you just meanwhile said the Tigers are gonna make the eight because they signed a hooker. You know, it was it was just uh, a yeah, constant disrespect we get um, with things like the the ad. Fox League ad when we're we only in there for you know point two of a second and um you know from from Pete from our, our good mates in the club we were only given you know yeah half the time of every other club in the filming so uh, yeah
1: well from yeah a lot of the clubs were given um ninety you know an hour to ninety minutes per per session and we were given fifteen
0: yeah so just it's show not time to get your kid on. Oh, it just shows you. It just shows you that we're we're a second thought. But as you said, we don't mind being a bit of a second thought if um, we can come in and and smash your team on their own home ground, or or um, you know, make the eight this year and and really you know put their nose in it. So his fingers crossed, but um, yeah, I think it's just just a bit of laziness. They recognise that we've made improvements, but. Oh, well, they're the Titans. They won't do anything. So, Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, another question, it's Jesse B. Um, We've spoken about it a little bit, but um, I'll combine him and uh, Paul Mack. He come in with a question as well. Um, Jesse B says, if 4 is a late scratch for the game um, and Brimson stays at 1, who would you prefer to play 6th, Toby Sexton or Jaden Campbell? and Paul Max says would you risk four in this week given it's a long season um
1: first off yes i i would risk for it. i honestly i'm not, i'm not as concerned about the injury as i as everyone made out to be uh, from from everything he said it was just he he said it was just a cork and that's all it is and i don't think he's got any structural damage I would if he says he's fit to play. I would 100 play him. You need Kieran Foran on the park as many times as possible. Um, having said that, I'd love to see Toby come back and just prove all the all the dickheads wrong, but I, I don't see it happening. I think they put I think they put Jaden Campbell at six.
0: Tommy, Tommy?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. sure. Um, I thought someone else, I thought Anthony was going to go. I, anyway, um, yeah, it, it's a tough one. I think with, with it being St. George, I would be inclined to maybe give foreign just this week off, um, you know, because, look, re- realistically, we should be beating Dragons with or without foreign. Um, so with that in mind and the fact that JC came on and seemed to play the number six row, I think for this week, give him a week off, just make him focus on, um, you know, building himself back up for the following weeks because we've gotten in Storm and Cowboys, so they're going to be much tougher, Um and yeah, J C to six. Obviously I'd love to see Toby at the to six and get back into it, but uh, I don't think that's gonna happen. I think it'll be J C if Foreign is if ruled out.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm um I'm leaning towards what you said, Tommy. I think uh, you, you you would trust what Foreign thinks if he thinks he's right to play. I you know the the veteran he is the experience you'd probably listen to him and let him play but um in the other breath you know it's a long season 26 27 rounds whatever it is this year um playing the dragons who as you said we should be beating with or without foreign and um yeah it's it, it you maybe give him this week off a week to just freshen up and then bring him back against the storm next week, who will obviously do that in next week's preview, but um, you know, they're, they're right for the picking really with, you know, no Munster, possibly no coats, Pappy, the list goes on. So, you know, you, you're inclined to probably rest him and leave him for that, that big one at, at home for um, round three, but at the same time can't take can't, can't take the dragons too lightly and um just think it's a easy win and we'll give him the week off if he is right to play um so yeah we'll we'll see how the next few days goes but i, I don't expect him to play um i wouldn't bring toby in i think you know i was i wasn't impressed with the you know he only played one half or so in that broncos trial but I wasn't overly impressed with his uh his defence there. And I think as much as I'd want him to come back and, and show some of the signs he did last year, I just um yeah, I don't know about throwing him sort of straight back into it. Um and his his defence on that side as well. You know, he's not not the best defensive player, Toby. And you throw him into that side who, as I touched on earlier, is gonna get sort of peppered this week. From Ravalara and Lomax, it might be a tough one. So I think, um, yeah, easier option just to put JC at six where he played the last, you know, 20, 30 minutes of this week's game and um, just bring someone, you know, whether it's Randall onto the bench or, um, yeah, Cleese Haas and that'd be much easier. So, yeah. yeah, will, I guess we'll find out more in the next few days. So, um, that is the Twitter questions are uh, done and dusted.
1: Very good, very good. Well, that will pretty much do us, fellas. You got uh, got anything else you wanna you wanna address?
0: Uh no, I don't think so. I think, um, you know, I think I just. Just wanna start the season 2-0. It's it's been a long, long time. I think I might be might be off, but I think the last time I would think that happened is was it 2014? I think after four rounds we were leading the comp, four or five rounds. We beat, yeah, then we beat the, storm, in the Melbourne. storm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We I do remember that year. Yes, we did. We started really well. We beat the storm in Melbourne. We beat the Broncos. Aiden Caesar stripped it and scored the winner at the end, and so I think it's it's been years and years since we started the season two nil, and possibly every chance in the world three nil, the week after you know back at home for the first game of the year against a depleted Melbourne side. So if we you know two nil will be fantastic. Not putting me money on three nil, but if we could do that as well and head up to, you know, North Queensland with our, our tails in the air, would be fantastic. So, fingers crossed, get 2-0 on the board and, and go from there. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, that's it.
1: All right, that'll pretty much do us for this week's episode. Don't forget, you can interact with us uh, at the pod on Twitter, at Bad Life Titans, and you can find all of our individual handles in the bio don't forget our good friend biggest tiger at the biggest tiger and sports best friends podcast network thanks for listening guys i hope you've enjoyed it and we will talk to you next week catch us see you later
2: see you boys
0: sports best friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end you are our kind of people Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place.
2: You just need to follow the right people.